Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got comedian Corey B. How you doing? Good, good morning, good afternoon, and if you don't wake up and hear this until later, good evening to you guys. I'm feeling well, Donovan. How are you? Good. Did you just want to say your name? I hope I got it right, but I said Corey. Some people say Corey, Corey, Corey. I, you know, <laughs> it, it is comedian Corey B, but if you're feeling a little flare on it, I will be Corey. I, I actually like that. I think that's kind of catchy. <laughs> oh, and what do you want to say to the Met Radio listeners listening in Canada that have not uh, heard about you? Uh, first of all, uh, Matt, uh, I, I want y'all to, first of all, stay warm, okay? Because it's cold here in Chicago, so I already know that it's cold up there. And uh, good afternoon, good morning, hello, y'all. How y'all feeling out there? <laughs> now, in case listeners didn't know, how did you get into comedy? Were you the girl that liked to watch other comedians? Or are you the girl that likes to steal somebody's jokes, if you know what I'm saying, girl? <laughs> hey, listen, that whole stealing thing, I stay out of it. But either you're going to steal or leak your own nudes. Either way, you're going to get famous in entertainment. But I was neither of those people. Well, I did watch comedy, but I've always been a talker. And because my sisters and my family always thought I so funny my sister would always say things like girl you missed your calling you should have been on stage and one day I decided to go to an open mic uh, of a friend who throws comedy shows just little open mics on a Monday and she kept saying if you come here next week I'm gonna put you up and I was like girl I'm not going on that stage well one Monday she called my name and I went up Donovan and when I tell you I told the most boring terrible joke I have ever heard I've even heard myself. It was terrible. But there were people in the audience and they were chuckling. And I was like, okay, well, let me try one more. And then a couple more people chuckled. And I was like, I might be on to something. And then I literally just would show up to the open mic week after week with a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you knew it, child, I was on 257911132 Wow. What year was that that you really got your breakthrough? So it was... I I will be 10 years old in comedy in November of this year. So 2014 is when I started comedy uh, uh, full time. Okay. Now I have to ask you, did you ever watch Comic View? It's Comic View on BET. Coming Come on, at you no, six nights Come a week. on. <laughs> Come on, knowing the theme song. Come on, Donovan. You better go playing with these people, baby. You listen. You don't don't play with them. Yes, Comic View. Comic View, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam, um, all um Comics Unleashed. I watched that whole Renaissance era. Uh, for uh, color comedy or uh, comedy of color is what I would say. I, I watched it all. Yeah, I have plenty of favorites. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Now, Comic View celebrated 30 years last year on BT. It started in 1993. What were your thoughts to that, that it's been 30 years last year being 2023? I think that that's crazy because I'm only 31 and I know I try. I watched. OK, I'm not 31, but I <laughs> <laughs> To think back 30 years and, and a lot of these 30 year comedians, I've, I've, I watched them on TV and now I share the stage with them that, you know, that for me is 
is insane. And now I think that they're getting ready to do a reboot, but you ain't heard that from me. Um, there may coming you may be coming back uh with the whole new, you know, cast and crew and host and stuff. But it just shows you how um over time comedy is just one of those things that you will never be able to get rid of. Stand up, live stand up will always be here to stay, no matter what other genres you have. Like now you have internet comedy and you got um, you know, sketch comedy, improv, you have all these different genres. But there's something about that in your face right now funny that will transcend over time. So just a congratulations to uh, Comic View being able to withstand for 30 years, Chad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And listeners that don't know, Comic View aired in 1993. It was canceled abruptly in 2005. But as my girl said, they are talking about bringing it back. It was supposed to be brought back last year, but who knows what BET's up to and who knows that there'll be a reboot, right, Corey? <laughs> Well, no, the reboot, the reboot is happening. Now, whether BET want to jump on board or not, listen, y'all get y'all stuff together. That's what y'all need to do. But we miss that. Like, we miss those shows. We miss being able to see our favorites and our greats become greater, you know, just on TV and on, because the internet is king now. Everything is about streaming. Everything is about, you know, right now, microwave in your face funny, but I miss the storytellers, you know. Because you can still see like Samore and Adele and Monique and, and you can still see Dave and Kevin. And, and then if you think about my hometown, Chicago, where you have people like Dion Cole, D-Ray Davis, uh, Corey Holcomb, Damon Williams, who it, uh, who loves Canada, my, by the way. He comes up there all the time. He's all across you guys' country up there. So, yeah, we, you know, we, we just need that. And we need more shows like it. So I'm hoping that this reboot will kick off. Uh, something greater, actually. Oh, right, all right. And you just mentioned you've shared the stage with some of these greats. Do you want to talk about some of these greats that were on Comic View that you had the opportunity to open up for or share the stage with? Oh, my gosh. It is such an honor. And I'm going to tell you, it was the pandemic um, that changed the world for um, a lot of comedians or entertainers because at one point we were all in the house. And so at one point it brought everybody down to the same level. You couldn't go into comedy clubs. You couldn't go into theaters and the arenas. So everybody was in the house and we would join each other on social media or on some kind of platform. And I was able to meet some of these greats, the Cedric the Entertainers, the uh, talent, Rob Stapleton, um, like I, you're, you're able to meet these people, Melanie Camacho, and I've been able to say, Hey, I like you here. I'm kind of funny. Let's share the stage. And it kind of worked. It worked because I've traveled from city to city being able to share these stages with them. But I think what's most impactful is that one day right before the pandemic, uh, I put a, a message up on Facebook. I put a message up on Facebook and I put one up on Instagram that said, hey, Monique is coming to Chicago and I need everybody to tag her and tell her to give me five minutes on her stage. Well, they tagged her and five minutes later, she commented and was like, hey, baby girl, you know, meet me at, you know, the Schomburg Improv, you know, let, let, let's let have some fun. And I could not believe it. I was like, this got to be a bot. This, this, this got to be a scam. But either way it went, Donovan, I was showing up to the Schomburg Improv that Friday. Mm -hmm. And I did. And when I got to um, meet Monique, it's How like was she? A, honey, it's like meeting another auntie. You know, she had that big auntie hug and that 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 larger than life uh laugh and she just bring you in and you feel like a niece or a cousin. And I, you know, I asked her before I went on stage, just like 
anyone else would do because there's a thing um with with openers when you're opening for for headliners and they tell you hey just go up do your time and that's it don't try to you know overdo it it's not your show and i asked her I said, hey, is there anything that you want me to not talk about or any of that? And she said, listen, that club is sold out because people came to see me. I want you to do whatever it is that you have to do to make them want to come back and see you. Just leave it all on the stage. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, let me go out here and show out. And for five to seven minutes, I did. And when I came off stage and went to the back, she was crying. Why? And I was like, and I was like, Okay, I think maybe I overdid it. And she asked everybody to leave the room and she looked at me and she said, I've been looking for you. Wow. She said, I've been, I've been looking for somebody that I can give all of my gems and my knowledge, you know, about this game. I've been looking for somebody with the gift. She said, and and you're it. I know that you're it. So now at this point, Donovan, now I'm crying. Okay, because why are we crying? And I'm crying too. (laughs) It was so emotional. And she just, you know, she held my hand and she looked, she said, I want you to come back and finish the rest of the weekend if you'd like. And I did. I finished the rest of the weekend with her. And before we left on, you know, Sunday, I, you know, I thanked her for having me. And she said, well, you know, if you're not already committed, I'd like for you to finish the rest of the tour with me. And And at that point, you could knock me over with a feather. I didn't care what I had going on. (laughs) And so I said, of course I would finish the rest of the tour. But the crazy thing is, Donovan, we did one date together. And that was in California. And after we did our weekend in California, she said, hey, you know, I know that you said that you would do this tour with me, but I have to cancel. And I would like to apologize that I have to cancel the rest of the tour. And my little heart was broken. She said, um, and I have to cancel because um, Las Vegas just offered me a residency um, for the next year. So I'll be in Las Vegas. And if you'd like to come along as my opener. Wow. Well, I didn't hear nothing else after that because now my ears are ringing and I'm screaming on the inside. So wow. I, yeah, that was in December. I got to go to Las Vegas um, with Monique um, as she did her residency. Um, as the first black woman to have a residency on the Las Vegas Strip. So wow, um, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Now, yeah. going forth, what do you joke about? Like, what are your comedy sketches, you know, alongside? Because you got to tour with Monique and friends. What was that like? Because we went to Las Vegas. How was the mood like? Las Vegas. So here's the thing. When she and I get together, it's such a crazy connection. It's almost like we've, like we've always known each other. Like, she's the big sister. I'm the little sister. So all we do is play all all day on stage off stage i'm and when i say play i'm talking about like we can be walking through the hotel and she'd be like you want to skip race and we would just take off skipping to j- like just racing hide and go seek like we literally played all the time now there are some lessons that you have to learn because it's still a training ground. And when you train with the best, baby, you got to be prepared. So I'm not saying that this whole thing was all roses and daisies, honey. We didn't have some, we didn't have some moments, some really, really good teachable moments, but they were teachable moments. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of brought us back together because it was like, neither of us would say anything from a place of hate or harm or ill will. So we knew we knew that because there was no place of of hate or harm, we would take 
you know, what we were giving each other and, and just kind of work through it. And it's brewed into this beautiful sistership because she is a mom. I'm a mom. She's a grandmother. I'm a grandmother. Well, she's a little older than I am. So I don't have the stories that she have. But honey, some of the things that we talk about, I don't know if you heard them when they came in, but I have two grandchildren. Yes. And, and there's always some stuff going on with them grandkids, honey. And that's where Granny 2.0 came into play. And I kind of birthed her from, you know, just my everyday experiences of my daughter having to know, honey, I am not my grandmother. My grandmother's 98. I ain't her. I'm in these streets. Okay. <laughs> from Chicago in those streets. And that's what I was going to ask you about your sketches. So being a grandmother, do you talk about that? Do you talk about being pregnant with your kids? Do we talk about Trump? <laughs> Listen, we talk about whatever. So I can only talk about what I know, right? So I talk about being a wife. I talk about being a mother of five. Okay. Yes. I talk about, you know, my, my, my hundred pound weight loss and what that did for my comedy. Um, I talk about the chaos in my house because there is five and then two grandchildren. I talk about how I got kids that I thought that when they left, that they weren't coming back. And honey, everybody has moved back home. Okay. Wow. And then there's the, the, the day-to-day -day things, the Trump, the, the, um, uh, uh, the Biden, um, the, the, everything that's going on, we talk about it, honey, because why not? There's a whole world of things to talk about. I talk about taking naps over 40 because it's different when you turn 40 than when you're 20. When you take it, if you fall asleep for five minutes when you're 20, you can stay up for three days. But mm -hmm. three mm -hmm. days, if you go to sleep over 40, now you you got to figure out which part of your body you done slept on wrong. Is your arm hurting? Is your hip hurting? You learn new words like sciatica. Like, it gets crazy on that stage, honey. <laughs> and then when you got kids on top of that, when you're over 42, and let's Ooh. say you're just starting a family, and you have two or three or four kids, girl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I do not. I do not hang with them people. If your kids are not almost grown, you cannot hang with me, baby. Ain't no car seats going in the back of my car. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. We have raised ours, honey, and we are on the plane. We are in the, on the island. <laughs> <laughs> sorry parents sorry parents you can still come to the show but miss yeah. Corey is not babysitting your kids what do you call it those two Honey. or three year olds and you're in your 40s you're like i need mm -hmm. a break girl can I, can I go to the comedy show but you just need to babysit my kids miss Corey does Listen. not play those games <laughs> Oh, uh, find you, find you a babysitter, honey, because all, all of y'all that waited till you decided to get your life together and then you thought you was going to have a baby. Child, listen, when I had my baby, I was a teenage mother. I talk about it all the time. I had one at 16 and one at 18 and people were trying to judge me because of that. But look at me now. Guess what? My big kids can watch my little kids. I'm outside. Okay. Uh-uh. I ain't doing it. <laughs> and that's amazing. That's amazing. And now when you pick on those, sorry, not pick on, but when you joke about that, how does it feel when you joke about being a mother at 16 or 18 to the real world? It ain't funny, but what do you call it? But just in the comedy life. I just tell them, listen, it gets greater later. Every Karma has a way of spinning the block, honey. Okay? It comes right back around that corner. So what started off as a challenge is now uh, a little earlier break into freedom. And sometimes people, you know, they do it in reverse. Sometimes people have their freedom in their 20s and their 30s, and now they're ready to settle down and just be parents and all of that. And that is good for them. I am not mad at them about it. 
But baby, <laughs> mother has to go to France and Paris and Italy and Rome and, and, and Australia. I like to get on the plane and go. And so now that I've raised my children to be as responsible as I'm responsible for, listen, because I ain't responsible for that once they get older. I taught what I could. Y'all y'all figure out the rest. I Listen, I did my best. That's okay. all I can say. I've done my best. <laughs> so for the people that want to absorb you, what comedy sketches should they watch where they say, you know what, girl, I'm going to check you out. What should I start to watch? And I'm a mother and I need a break from my kids. So you want to, well, first of all, you always want to either, you can put my name in the Google and all of my sketches, my comedy, um, all of my videos, they all come up. But that Granny 2.0 series is, is a, that, that sketch, that, that character is going to have you dying laughing because it's like, I take what I, what I learned as a kid. And then I put that into my new millennium life. Like now my daughter has this, this little girl who's two, two years old. And you want to throw this Paris theme party and you want this birthday party to be two, $3,000. And I'm like, baby, that is not a Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a Kardashian. Uh, you're going to do like I did when I was little. We have that party in the basement. You're going to get you some chips and some busted open hot dogs. And we're going to play pin tail on a donkey. That is what we are doing. So I'm <laughs> new school and old school. So I can take you back to the nostalgia. But I also bring you into the millennium. And you're going to laugh. Mm -hmm. We have to laugh, don't we? Listen, in, in this world right now, I'm leaving my Christmas tree up because I don't know which one of these holidays we might see. We might not see each other. So I'm going to decorate it with Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Carnival, 4th of July. I'm putting all of them decorations on there because the way these presidents are running these countries, honey, I don't know. You know, Tim over there in Korea, he at any given time. He, yeah, he has nothing to lose, baby. He won't even lose weight. You know he ain't got nothing to lose. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, so what do you say when you tell jokes like that and they're saying, you know what? She said something offensive. Let's cancel yes. her. Yes, yes. We live in a world of cancel culture. We are living in a time because everything is so, our senses and sensitivity is so heightened by Everything that's gone on in the world, I understand that. But I let people know in the beginning, we are in a comedy club and I am a comedian. And the things that I say on this stage, it does not have to be right. It does not have to be true. I'm only here to be funny. That's it. So what I want you to do is relax your buttholes and take us to the land of make-believe. That's all I want. Just relax. Because if you don't, you, you, you're going to put on yourself. I'm letting you know right now. Just learn. Because people will show up to be offended. And I, I just address the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. And I Political say lovers. Political yeah. lovers, you will be offended. LGBTQIA plus two. She does have mm -mm. some jokes for them too, right, girl? And, and, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I want everybody to be included. I want everybody to be included. And I don't pick on anybody. I love on everybody. And I, but I joke with them. I don't do anything to be offensive. But now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. If I'm at work and I'm on that stage, don't come for me. Now, your job is to sit in that audience and laugh and, and, and have a good time. Now, if you start yelling at me, y'all got to remember, this is what they pay me for. Cancel <laughs> <Can't> her. <laughs> and listen, let me tell you something. My uh, my LGBTQIA plus uh, family shows up for me. They, they do not play about me. Um because I don't I don't play about them at all. Never have and never will, baby. As a matter of fact, I had the opportunity, the honor 
and the pleasure to attend the Tribeca Film Festival, where um, I help I, I uh, help do some writing for the one and only Miss uh, Bibi uh, Zahara Benet, um for a one hour uh, kind of a uh, comedy stand up special at the film festival. And when I tell you a time was had, a time was had. Okay, that's that's all I'm gonna tell you. So just know we not offended nobody. We loving on everybody. Don't come to be offended because I'm going to end up loving all over you if you do. It's like the Care Bear stare. You try to be grumpy and I will Care Bear stare all the way into your life. So don't do it. <laughs> now, now, what do you say recently? It, this is shock the comedy world. Cat Williams exposing comedians. What's your take to that? And, you know, he has been, you know, rubbing people the wrong way. What's your take to his special? Here, here's my here's my take. When you're in high school and the seniors are having a brawl, the freshmen need to sit back and just stay out of it. And because I don't have 30 years in, I haven't seen the things that they've seen. And I can't tell you whether the stuff that he's saying is true or not. Baby, I keeps my mouth closed, okay? That is above my pay grade. That is above me. Now, he also said that he can run a full 440, okay? I think I can run run a 42 in four. But it's not four <laughs> minutes. It, it, four seconds. It's, it's like uh four hours. I, I'm, it's going to take about four hours and 40 minutes for me to run that 440. But other than that, it... It hurts to see the the uncles and the aunties feuding because these are the people that we look up to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people are allowed to live in their truth, you know, whatever that may look like for them. I, I know that I don't put my no my nose in grown folks business because that's the fastest way for you to get sat, uh, sat down. Now, if they start talking about some stuff in, in my area of comedy in my years, 10 plus. Oh, I'm all up in that because I know about that. But I can't say you know, what happened between him and Ricky or him and Kevin. Because the thing for me is when you look at it now, none of the people that he mentioned, most of them that are working right now, they didn't really care. Right, right, it, right. It's, it's everybody else in the comments that have all of the uproar and they're pulling up tapes and, and let me pull the receipts and this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, well, the people that he mentioned are still working. They're still promoting. They're gone on about their lives. And he's gone on about his. Mm -hmm. But he did exactly what he set out to do because baby at this point not everybody is talking i saw Stephen a smith yesterday say i'm about to get on here and expose and say some things and i had to call my pastor first i said lord cat williams got everybody telling telling uh how they feel in 2020 but we ain't even a month <laughs> in yet everybody's being exposed even kelly price is revealing some things too about the gospel world let me tell you something kelly price said i ain't a killer but don't push me Ooh. she is Here's the thing. What, what I think what people fail to realize is that we're human. Even as entertainers, we're human. And people who are not entertainers or work in the media, you know, like even you, Donovan, like I'm sure that there are people who put this uh, superhuman label on you. Yeah. Because you work in media and they don't understand that you put your leg, your your pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And we get tired. We, we get do. tired. Kelly Price is tired. She's tired. She's tired of holding a tongue. She's tired of taking that beating and turning the other cheek for fear of backlash or or retaliation. And at this point, it's like, hey, 
I, 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 I'm, I'm sick of y'all. And he, and, and, and a lot of people do it. People, because we get tired, we right. get tired, and we want to be able to, you know, live in our truth and 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 walk and 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 just kind of be who we are. So it's like same people that'll put you up on a pedestal are those same people in the comments that'll kick that pedestal right up up from up under you, and we watch it happen to our people over and over again. That's how our celebrities leave here unhappy, dining in hotel rooms, uh, and. and eating, you know, just overeating, over drinking, that kind of stuff, because we succumb to what people want us to be instead of living in our truth. So me personally, I applaud Kelly for uh, whatever it is that she had to get off of her chest. Now, whether it's valid or any of that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't know. I wasn't there. You know? Right. Um, but go go off, sis. That's how I feel. <laughs> go off. Now, what's your message, given that you do work closely along with Monique, if we do have some Monique haters where they do say, you know, Monique needs to learn how to shut up or what she said in the past is not relevant, just focus on her job. And you had that close relationship with her and you know going on the road with her and like you said she's an auntie but what do you want to say to those monique haters where they're like girl are you for real <laughs> i've been getting that since the day i announced that i was outside with monique child i here's the thing whenever you are in a position to where people think that you should just be happy to have a job and you need to just shut up and sit back and do your job, whether they treat you fairly or not. And you just need to be happy to do your job. I say, put yourself in those shoes. You walk into work every day being underpaid and overworked, overlooked for those promotions. Do you keep, do you keep quiet? Do you not have the backbone to stand up? You have to be okay with being told no. You have to be okay with with walk again walking in your truth those that the, there are some people who will always hate you got some debbie downers that will always do that but we're watching monique 13 years ago say no and now we're watching taraji say the exact same thing the same thing that monique said happened we watched taraji say happen we watched some of our greats say that they've been they've always been severely underpaid and if they were afraid to stand with her at that time i understand because baby some people feel like i gotta put food on my table and i don't have the luxury or the liberty or i don't have the balls to stand up and 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 fight so if there's somebody that will fight for me i'll root for you silently see she became the sacrificial lamb so that now everybody else can be unafraid to stand up and they're unafraid now because they're watching her come back around that corner she won with Netflix. She won that settlement. There wasn't very much buzz about it. When she when she made the announcement that she was boycotting Netflix, everybody talked about it. But the multi-million dollar settlement, nobody, you know, nobody's saying we're wrong. When 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 you're watching all of these other people, you know, say, man, Monique was right. Monique was right, but they're whispering it. And to that, I'll say, let your apology be just as loud as your disrespect. Wow. And because I get to see it, because I get to see it, I've watched people kick me off of gigs because I was touring with her and they felt like maybe I was going to be a problem. But Monique, tell us when she's been a problem. Is it because she speaks out? Is that what it is? That's like, probably like, it because they yeah. think she's too blunt. And then the media yeah. gets a wrong perception of her. Like, why can't you just keep your mouth closed? Do you have a job? Exactly. Exactly. And but but is it what I'm is it what I'm worth? Are you paying me what I'm worth? And you can. And for me to say, I'm not saying 
pay everybody, get them this, get it. I'm just talking specifically about me. If you're telling, if you're giving me all these accolades and I have all of these credentials and I have the experience and I've put in the work, why not give me what you owe me? I'm not asking you for anything more than what I'm owed. And what's wrong with saying that? Because Amen. if she don't say it, then I can't. She's a, she's uh she's an egot. She has them all. And if she can't stand up and say, you guys are paying me unfairly, give me what I'm worth, then little old 10-year in me, I can't, I, how am I supposed to say it? Who's showing me that? I'm just supposed to shut up and take it? Nah, I got a family of five. I can't afford to. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So get used to it, haters. She's still going to be with Monique, okay? <laughs> and, and we back outside, baby. We back outside. Yeah, and, and and you should probably just come see us. Just come see us and maybe you'll fall in love. You know? <laughs> Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and your sketches and Monique and friends? Listen, I plan to come to Canada soon. Now okay. you got to tell me what part to come to because y'all big up there. I thought I was doing something when I was over in Edmonton and the people over in Montreal was like, uh, no, they are too far from us. Come over here. So now where, give me, give me three places I should come to in Canada. Uh, okay. But you definitely got to come to Toronto. Are you coming to Toronto in 2024? I, I plan to come to Toronto and I plan to uh, possibly come during Carnival. Am I saying that correctly? All right. Carabana, you say. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean. I, Listen, we don't have either one of them in Chicago. Carabana, <laughs> I plan to come during Carabana because a good friend of mine by the name of Comedian Tricks um, comes there. He's from there and he does uh, comedy in Toronto all the time. So I'm coming this year, closer to the summer, but I'm coming. Oh, right. And Did then, you want to throw uh, out your website? Uh, yeah. Other than that, you guys meet me on all social media platforms because y'all need to laugh, child. Come laugh Um, and meet me everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok. I'm on the TikTok now, child. These kids got me on the TikTok. Even um, YouTube and Google at Corey B. And that's C-O-R-R-E. Y B or Corey Bell. Either way, everything is Corey B or Corey Bell. Mm -hmm. Or Corey B or Corey or Corey. Or Corey, okay? <laughs> okay, because we are outside. And and Donovan is coming outside too, okay? I so am. Y'all wrap it up because Donovan's <laughs> coming outside. We outside this summer. And he's going to show me all around Toronto. I am. I am. You keep in touch with me. And any final things you would love to tell the listeners in closing about your comedy sketches or Monique and Friends? Anything you want to tell them in closing? Here's what I would tell you guys in closing. First of all, Donovan, I want to say thank you so much for having me. It is. I don't take these interviews lightly. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to share this space with you. So thank you so much for thinking thank of you. little old me. Um, and you guys, please uh, catch us coming to Toronto soon. Um, I'm going to bring Monique with me. Or should I say she's going to bring me with her child? Because I can't afford to bring her with me. <laughs> um, but watch me on um, HBO Max and Showtime and True TV. Um, there's a show called Laugh Tracks. Um, Laugh Mobs Laugh Tracks on there that you can run that series. Uh, Monique and Friends. And if you're checking out some movies, Tubi. I am on Tubi. There's a special um, on Tubi, Tubi called Creative 
hustle and you'll laugh because there are three or four episodes of that. And last but not least, um, I am hosting a new um, comedy series coming out, sort of like Def Jam on the Comic View, where I'm the host and it's called Comedy Come Up. And we've done three cities already, Chicago, Memphis, and Houston. And we will be coming to a city near you that'll be coming out this summer on all streaming platforms. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I enjoyed you. You are definitely a friend of the show. And you'll be back, right? You promised me you'll come back please this summer. Under please understand that I'm coming back this summer and we're going to do some updates on what I said. Because I, I might have to retract some of these statements about this country, y'all, and come over there and get some of y'all free health care. <laughs> <laughs> and get some good West Indian food, too. The oxtail, yes, the curry go. My background, yes. Jamaican and St. Lucian, okay? So I'm going to hook you up with some good oxtail and curry goat, okay? Let me let me tell you something, Donovan. I will be in St. Lucia for uh for Carnival, um, July 11th through the 18th, baby. So I'm going to try to get some while I'm over there as well. All right, all right. Thank you so much. And for Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank Comedian. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I love you so much, Donovan. And I'll be talking to you again very soon. Thank you so much, Comedian Corey B. Thank you and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.